Welcome back to Back Points. Today's guest is the head coach of Oscar Smith High School, the current reigning 6A state champions in Virginia. Coach Donald Motley is here with us today, and he's going to talk about how he took over the team six years ago and how he started developing it into the championship program that it is today. He'll talk about retention. He'll talk about motivation. He'll talk about all aspects of growing a program successfully. So let's jump right in and hear about his journey to a state championship. He taught me to get up when I didn't want to get up, when I wanted to quit. I had high goals, man. I've always had high goals. And so when I won it, I was just kind of like, oh my gosh, you guys are right. So it's not the thrill of winning. It's the joy of having that personal goal and being able to achieve that and walk off the mat with your head held high and with your hand up. You know, you were just constantly drilling and drilling fast. That was when I really started doing the kind of wrestling that I was capable of. Anybody that steps in the ring and just decides to commit the entire time is a state champion in my in my book. Welcome to another episode of Back Points, the podcast where top wrestlers and coaches reveal their secrets about how they won state titles in high school wrestling. I'm really excited about this podcast because we're here today with Donald Motley, who led Oscar Smith to win the state tournament in 2020, in the 6A state tournament. So we're here to learn about how he built a winning program. Welcome. Thanks for joining us, Coach. Hey, man. Thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us, what is the warm-up gang? Uh, the warm-up gang, man, uh, right now it means a lot of things. But it started when I first became the coach, I would say my second year, about six years ago. Um, you know, I, I, was, I wasn't trying to prove a point, but I was trying to – changed the outlook of uh, how Smith wrestling was. So I dedicated our warmups in practice. I made them really hard. I made them so hard that uh, it was like myths going around it. You know, man, our, their warmups are harder than uh, the average high school team's practice, you know, and um, I just took pride in that. And we used to say it a lot, you know, I used to be like, man, after the warmup, our warmups going to be tougher than half the teams in the state's practices, you know, and I made my warmups about an hour long. You know, they were all kind of different things, man, like from jump ropes to circuits to stations, uh, you know, sometimes even letting them do it. But, you know, one day we were talking about it again and a couple of wrestlers, Kamasi Johnson, DeLawrence White, who were there for like my second year, were like, yeah, man, we the warm up gang. We was on our way to regionals or something at Colonial Forge. And, uh, you know, me being a marketing guy, you know, I was just like warm up gang. You know, that's pretty cool. Uh, let's make that our hashtag. So. When we put up videos or put up results, you know, we can hashtag warm up gang. And that way, people who don't know us and not, might not necessarily follow our page can see all the content uh, from Oscar Smith Wrestling. But now it's like it's just associated with championship mentality, wins, uh, winning, uh, hard work, uh, respect, you know, um, support. You can be anybody and wear it. You know, you can be you can be a rapper can wear it. A nun can wear it. You know, somebody who wrestles. Somebody who, you know, will sit out and watch TV all day, you know. So um, eventually one day I will make it a little, probably a little more than this, you know, because people are responding the right ways. And, you know, I look at it as something that makes people happy, you know. So and it helps us. It helps our team as far as raising funds for our program, too. So. It seems like it's very popular. I've been seeing it all over Facebook lately. Yeah, I've been. uh 
I've been really pushing people to wear it and put pictures up and, you know, kind of being a pest, you know, sometimes like, uh, hey, man, make sure you send me a picture wearing it, um, you know, because I'm all about marketing. I'm all about keeping uh, things fresh, um, you know, and I do know I have a lot of support. I received a lot of support since we won states. I've always had a lot of support before that, um, you know, and people, some people knew I can make clothing, uh, clothes because I had a clothing company. I started this and actually in college. So I just decided I had some time to bring it back and I just know people will support. Um, and it's looked at as a sign of respect. You know, I asked some people, you know, uh, to wear it, you know, to make it look respectable. So now, uh, it is, man. I was actually, you saw it, man. It's, it's past me now. So now it's kind of like, Oh man, I, I might need to, you know, go buy a whole bulk order of shirts and this and that. And, you know, but I mean, it's all work and it's all work that I like to do. That's great. Uh, you and I have two things in common. In, in addition to coaching, uh, we're both entrepreneurs. Did you, uh, did you take any lessons from your marketing uh, background, from your entrepreneurial background? Did you apply that to coaching when you started building the program up? Of course. I mean, a thousand percent, you know, uh, I mean, I know what these kids want to hear, you know, uh, some stuff I can't say right here, you know, but I know or get these youth teams motivated, um, want to wrestle hard. You know, I tell them the, you know, the rewards, you know, I just tell them how far it took me. You know, I went to college for free. You know, I met my wife, got a beautiful family, um, created companies and businesses and had like-minded ideas with people. Um, it was popular, you know, um, and I, I just tell them things they want to hear. You know, I, I, I talk about making money, you know, so definitely, man, marketing a thousand percent, man. I mean, more than probably coaching. When I was wrestling, I remember my coach talked about that, too. You know, he motivated us. You know, he explained how, you know, wrestling's a fraternity. You you get out of it and. And, you know, you if you're applying for a job and you've got somebody across the table who's former wrestler, you know, you're going to get that job. You know, it's it's something where you stick together. Yeah, same things I say, you know, uh, I'll tell them the same things, man. You're going to have opportunities. Uh, and also, I just tell them um, wrestling for me, don't miss necessarily I mean, you're going to wrestle in college, but it does mean I'm going to have help you get to college. You know, it does mean that academically you'll probably get there if you just follow the keys to success with wrestling you can just translate the life a lot so yeah man definitely man I mean, my kids are competitive they, they like that competitive uh they, they like to work towards some kind of victory and practice every day too so i try to make it when you first got to oscar smith what, what were some of the first things you did uh man first i had to man it's so many firsts that i did do you know but uh first i had to change up what they what the school received wrestling at. You know, so I was substitute teaching there at first, you know, kind of finding my niche and what I wanted to do after college. So uh, they would put me in the hallway sometimes, like if I had a planning block. And I would go just talk to kids and talk to them about wrestling, let them know who I was. So the first thing I had to do was get kids to join the team, you know. So when I got them on the team, I really had to teach them how to become wrestlers. You know, I had to teach them uh, the things that they would have to learn before they become successful, you know, um, man, I, I dealt with a bunch of, I was a little intimidated at first, man. It was my first year as the head coach. You know, I had some seniors there that were uh, a little set in their ways already. You know, I knew I had guys who were going to test the waters, you know, so I just wanted to 
show the guys respect, but also get them to learn respect. And some of the guys just weren't taught how to respect, you know. So I just had to let them know that, listen, man, I'm, I'm on y'all level, you know, like as far as I'm not going to put myself above y'all. But at the same time, I'm here to enlighten y'all, too, you know, not just teach y'all wrestling. But, you know, just if the wrestling don't work out, man, I promise I'm going to have your back. And, you know, just give you the guidelines and blueprints that coaches and mentors have given me. So the main thing I did was get guys to trust in me first, you know, trust in those hard workouts we were doing. <laughs> you know, they didn't understand it initially, why they were running that much or carrying people up stadiums and wheelbarrows, you know. But when they start seeing the results, you know, um, once we got some success, they allowed me to coach them a little more. So uh, the biggest turning point was I had high goals, man. I've always had high goals. Goals are always high. That's why people are like, man, why you didn't celebrate after you win states, man? Won states. Why you didn't, uh, why you don't celebrate after this and that? Why don't your kids celebrate all the time? You know, and uh, first of all, we're humble in wrestling. We respect the sport of wrestling, you know, and we respect our opponent's hard work. You know, we don't want to gloat in front of their face. And, you know, some of those kids could have bust their butt and just didn't have the talent or couldn't beat us that day. So we never want to get too high on ourselves. And I always tell people, I expect to win. I expect to win states. I expect my kids to win states. What's actually more surprising to me is when I don't have more kids placing at tournaments and states, you know? So if you ask me what one plus one is and uh, I give you two, I'm not going to get excited because I know the answer to one plus one, man. So, I mean, I get excited when we win nationals, when we place at national tournaments, you know, my kids all American, you know, but, uh, we just always been humble and we know where we came from and we just know how hard everybody works in the sport. So just getting those kids to show that and become that mentally allowed them to become the wrestlers that you see today. So it sounds like you had also had a progression. So you, I think the first year you won the district tournament and the kids started to believe and you built on that over the next, over the following five, six years and kept progressing. They saw the progress and, and, and they would believe more and more as they, as they went. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I had a couple studs on my team, so, you know, and I know they wanted to train hard. So uh, I kind of handpicked a couple guys and I took them around the tournaments out of state, uh, upper parts of the state um, just to, you know, and they had never seen a lot of states, you know, or just never traveled a lot or stayed in hotels or, and, you know, me not knowing that and just seeing their reactions uh, just allow us to become even more close, you know, that I can give them these experiences. Um, but, yeah, I've always, in my first year when we did win the conference tournament, um, you know, we thrive a lot off naysayers. We thrive a lot off uh, what the perceptions are of us, what the perceptions are of me as a coach. Um, you know, a lot of people I hear, you know, good and bad about me, you know, but is uh, just some people haven't met me or some people do know me and just, you know, choose to say otherwise, you know, but I got a method and a motto in our mind on our team is if uh, people are talking about us, whether it's good or bad, that's a good thing, you know, because uh, if you're not getting talked about, you're not existing in their minds, you know, in their thought processes. Uh, so, you know, you're not important to them. They can say you're not important, but just the, the, uh, the fact that they're putting their time and worth and effort in to speak about you, you know, whether it's good or bad. So um, we just look at the positives. You know, we look at all the support we get. But, man, it's been a roller coaster, man. Not even a roller coaster as far as up and down, but it's just been a, a great uphill climb, you know, and uh, something we're thankful for, the experiences that we've been through up to this point, you know. And 
it's just something to, to build on, man. We're, we're really definitely not satisfied. <laughs> That's the funny part, man. We, like, everybody, like, my kids are mad because we won states this year and people don't think we're going to win it next year, you know? So those kids who are coming back next year are pissed, you know what I'm saying? Like, what you mean after Bullock and them leaves, we're not going to win no more, you know? So I'm excited to coach those guys, man. I'm excited. To, and they know what success looks like, you know? So, man, this is – I mean, people think I'm lying when I say these things, but it's the tip of the iceberg, man. I, I'm just becoming a good coach, you know, like now I, I got my, my blueprint and now I'm about to give it to the whole team, you know, so it's about to be over now. I love it. So, and you, uh, so you, you've always set high goals for yourself and I assume that you talk to your, your guys about goals. So do you coach them specifically about the mentality of goal setting? Yeah, I mean, I always tell them to have goals. You know, I know as a teenager, you're not necessarily going to write your goals down and read them every day. I did, you know, I had goals, but I didn't listen to everything my coaches told me. Um, but we're very much goal-orientated uh, because we want to be the highest uh, GPA team in the school. We want to have the most articles in the newspaper. We want to have the most offers. You know, we want to have the most – uh, straight A report cards. Um, and we want to be chameleons. We want to know how to adapt to um, just different environments, you know. So goals are very important. Our, the goals and what we talk about is more important than an actual match when it comes, you know, because that match is part of our goal, you know, it's part of our success. And win or lose, we're going to learn from it, you know. So, man, goals on top of goals, you know. And then my guys are very competitive that they get on each other and bust each other down in the Snapchat groups and this and that groups and, you know, and they're very much competitive. So competitive nature above all, um, Jedi mind tricking my team into becoming competitive no matter what it is, you know, and um, just teaching them that life is a competition, you know, and there's such things as healthy competitions, you know. Uh, so, you know, the guys are just – I'll get joy out of making my guys become young men, you know, become respectable they're going to become good wrestlers, man. I mean, that, that ain't, I ain't worried about that at all, you know. So goals are the – college is the number one thing. Graduating is the number one thing. Respecting your parents, respecting your, your mentors, asking questions, listening. You know, those are the goals we try to do every day. You know, we try to set for ourselves every day. But individually, I have different goals for all of them. You know, individually, I know their personality. I know their life, what they're going through. I know I can't say the same thing to all of them, you know, because everybody's different. So individually, hell yeah, man. I mean, they, everybody got all kind of goals, you know, and, and they're knocking them out too. Yeah, I, I completely, I, you know, I, I think that one of the mistakes some people make is they have one goal, they care, they care about that one goal and maybe, maybe it's a good goal. Maybe it's something that it's hard for them to control, but if something happens and that goal is off track, then if they don't have a lot of other goals in their life that are important, then, you know, then that's, that can be a problem. Then everything can go off track. I think that, you know, having goals on top of goals, as you said it, you know, that's really the way to, to make sure that people have this positive progression. So you got a lot of little goals on the way to those big goals. Yeah, man. I mean, you got to understand that um, all your goals aren't going to go right. You know, all your goals, you're not going to hit at the same times, you know, so you don't want to have goal, you know, who goes because if it don't, you don't got nothing else to look forward to accomplishing, you know? So, man, we got little goals and big goals, you know, every day, 
You know, my goal is to wake up and straighten something up in my house. I got three kids, you know what I'm saying? So I make sure I clean a little, you know. Uh, my goal is to make my kids uh, play with them a little bit every day, you know. My goal is to go out into the world and help somebody once a day or once a week or, you know. But it's not even that they're goals, you know. It's just that they're positive things. They are goals, but now I've created and made them uh, positive personality traits that I just want to go out in the world and do every day. So my goal is to be a good person, you know? So what that entails all this stuff, it's kind of like an ETF or something, you know what I'm saying? Like there's a whole bunch of things in one, you know, but at the same time, uh, all those are positive, you know, and I want to spread them out because everybody is learning and, and trying to accomplish different goals too on my team. So you, in college, you wrestled under coach Steve Martin, I think at ODU, is that right? I wrestled for Gray Simons first. That's who actually recruited me. Then he retired yeah, right after my freshman year, and I wrestled with Steve. Was that – did you learn uh, from him lessons that were good for high school wrestling, coaching, or, you know, the things that you absorbed from him that were helpful? Oh, yeah, man. I mean, man, Coach Martin helped me in a lot of ways, you know, um, whether I reacted positively or negatively, uh, <laughs> negative, negatively to it. But um, all of it helped me as a person. Um, there's a bunch of great things, man, Martin taught me, you know, uh, first of all, he's a setup machine, you know what I'm saying? Like he, he knows how to show setups, you know, he's a setup king. Of course, the Granby system, you know, he knows that I can back his hand, but setups, man, he taught me how to take my time when showing the smallest parts of technique as well as Grace Simon too, you know, and I was just blessed with a bunch of mentors that were great coaches. Uh, but he, he just taught me a bunch of mental aspects of the game for sure. You know, uh, a Jedi mind tricking me to death, you know, but I'm happy, man. And he knows we got a mutual respect for each other. Um, he respected me, you know, uh, we're necessarily on the same page at all times, but we had respect for each other. And, um, you know, to this day, you know, he's a guy that changed me in a lot of ways, uh, made me a little crazy, you know, and uh, it makes my team a little crazy, you know, but he cares, man. He loves his compassion. You know, he, he coached a lot in South Norfolk, um, which is lower middle class uh, when he was at Great Bridge, you know, so he got kids from both sides of the railroad tracks, you know, and um, just up close, I've seen how compassionate he is for his athletes. You know, he really wants to take care of each and every one of the kids on the team. Uh, he might not show it at all times, you know what I'm saying? He, he might pick weird ways to show it, you know, but I mean, I know deep down, man, he's a great guy, man. He's you know, it helped me a lot, you know, and uh, a lot of things I do, I feel like I'm Coach Martin sometime or feel like I'm Grace Himes or Steve Culpepper, my high school coach, or, you know, and it makes me feel good knowing that, man, I, I learned from some of the greats, you know, so I'm happy about that. Yeah. So um, um, we talked a little bit about your business. So you you do, do you want to talk a little more about that? Because you do, you have uh, coaches moving labor, I think. That's uh, that's part of your 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 profession now. Is that right? Yeah, I've always did it on the side. Um, it just got brought a little more to the forefront with the pandemic, of course, you know, so people probably pay attention. Uh, and there's not a lot of wrestling stuff I've been putting on my page, you know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, coaches moving labor, uh, it started, i say about two, two or three years ago, um, I was just me and some former college buddies and teammates uh, were helping people move, you know, just for a little dollars here and there. And my one buddy got me to start moving with him 
before I even wanted to do it, I was just kind of working with another company years ago um, in the summertime whenever we had breaks. And I would go out, drive to Williamsburg or beach or wherever and get paid some cash to move, you know, and I'll just, you know, me being a business guy, I was just like, man, this is probably no overhead. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I give me a dolly, I give me some straps, you know, so, and I, I know people with muscle, you know, so, uh, and the way the guy business was going, he didn't provide a truck or anything. He just, you know, he, he had close ties with the U-Haul people, so he'll drop his cars off in there. So he'll recommend they rent trucks from there or he'll pick them up, you know, so I took a lot of his motto, uh, his methods, and he actually encouraged me to do it, you know, because his business was out in Williamsburg. And, uh, and he was like, man, I used to have one in Virginia Beach area, but, uh, you know, I, I didn't have enough people working down there, blah, blah, blah. So, and I just always say, like, on those days we were moving, like, when I was working for his company, like, man, I can, I can do this, man. I, I got kids who need to make some money, you know. And uh, so it's been a blessing since then. You know, I've moved a lot of coworkers, teachers in the buildings, other coaches, uh, family members, friends. Um, and then my wrestlers, man, they can make 10 to 15 bucks an hour, you know, and they're leaving with cash right there at the end of the day, you know, and they're feeling good. They're learning um, that you get paid for what you do, you know, and some manual labor for them, you know, so they look at it as a workout, you know what I'm saying? But uh, coaches moving labor, yeah, definitely um, has helped us a lot, helped our program tremendously, you know, as far as raising money to all those tournaments we went to this year, you know, so. And just also the kids, man. I have a two-year-old daughter uh, along with the eight-year-old twins and uh, just allows us to have a little more comfort with our finances. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know moving is a, moving businesses can be really great. One of my first clients was a moving company, and I've worked with them for years now. I, you know, I, my business is all about advertising. And yeah, I've always thought this guy is one of the smartest businessmen I've ever known. You know, he built his first company with two guys in a truck. I think was the name of it. And um, it's what it was. It was two guys in a truck. And, you know, you know that you're right. It's very low overhead. And, and, and then he moved on. He did another moving company. And, you know, it's just, just a great business. You know, you, you know, once you, you know, you learn it and you've got, you know, everybody's always, people are constantly moving. You know, you've got a lot, you know, and it's expensive to move. Yeah, man. It's, it's one of those things that it won't, it won't stop being used for a long time, you know. Uh, and when people know you, you know, and know you do it, you know, they get a little more comfort knowing who, who's going to do it for them. So it is a good thing, man. Yeah, and it sounds like it does have a real positive impact on the on the team. So one of the other questions I, I was curious about is recruiting. So as I understand it, Oscar Smith is known before you before you came along. It was known as a football school, I think. And, you know, really good football program. Now it's known as a wrestling school too. But um, how do you do recruiting? Like, how do you, like, do you, I've, I've heard that you've been very successful in getting athletes to come wrestle for you who maybe they were doing another sport before. Man, hey, I, I'm real with them. You know, I say some stuff to them that I know going to make them happy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, the first thing I go up to kids, you know, I, I man, I'm very, I'm a Gemini, first of all, man. So, I can make you want to wrestle because you're mad at me, or I can make you want to wrestle because you're happy at what I said. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Either way, I'm going to make you want to wrestle. You know, so, you know, some of the methods I use, man, I, some some kids I'd be like, uh, you know, like some kids I see that not, not the real best kids or, you know, best grades. I'm security now at Oscar Smith, so I walk around. First of all, I walk around the school all day, every day. And 
I get the baddest kids out of class, getting kicked out of class. You know, so of course, one of my movements with that is, you know, you want to slam somebody, man, you can do it right after school and get paid possibly in your future to go to college to do it, you know, or I, I let them know that, um, man, you want to go to college for free, you know, or I say you, you want to, you know, what's going to happen if you go to college, man, you, you're going to meet, you're going to have all the girls, you're going to have all of the opportunities, man, you're going to have you gonna have your foot in the door before you get out of college, you know, or you want to go back to where you're from and, and talk about who you used to be, you know, or you want to use the system the way they use you. You just want to use yourself up and then you ain't got nothing to show for it. Or I just talk to the kids about uh success or, you know, I scare some kids, you know, I'll go up to them and be like, I'll shake my head and look at them or something. I'm just, I don't even know the kid, you know, I just walk past and look at them like, dang. And they're like, what, what's going on? What's up coach? And I'd be like, you blew it, man. And they'd be like, what you talking about? I'm like, you blowing it, man. You're blowing your talents, your athleticism, your your brain. You, you're going to look up one day and you're going to be like, man, I could have used all those things. I was just either too nervous to do it. Uh, I, I was embarrassed or I just didn't want to work hard. But one day you're going to have to work hard. So, and I always tell them this is another great one I use. I say, uh, you want to use, you want to spend the next five to eight years busting your butt, working hard as you can, and then you can live your life a little more comfortable. Or you want to go on and party until you're 25 and then have to bust your butt until you're 70. You know what I'm saying? I, I choose to work now and then be rewarded later. You know, um, you want to graduate high school and make nine bucks an hour or you want to graduate college starting off at 20. You know what I'm saying? You, you're going to have the structure. You're going to be on campus. You're probably going to be with a team. You're going to have friends. You're going to have people with like-minded uh, goals you know so you you, you want to build friends that's goal centric or people want to bring you down tell you bad news and, and i just tell them that uh i know exactly what they're going through they may feel like they can't become it or they don't have the means or the money you know or uh the same the same amount of uh you know the fairness to be able to become as good as they are uh the other kids are but you know i go up to them like man i'm like i've seen people like you you know i talk to kids like that yeah, man, you real cool now, man, but you're going to look around in five years, you ain't going to be giving nobody high fives, man. You know, or I say, what you going to do when you have kids and they look up and say, Dad, I'm hungry, you know, or when they, they say, Dad, uh, what are we going to eat tonight? You know what I'm saying? Are you thinking about somebody else or are you just thinking about what you're going to do for yourself? Because right now it's easy. You know, but in the future, you think you're going to have the tools right now if you graduate to be a man and take a family or you want to be able to have the opportunity to – get an even better chance you know and it's all kind of different things i go right up to him and be like you look like a wrestler man i look just like you you know when i was in high school or i'm gonna put some muscles on you man when you're ready to get some muscles man come work out with us i ain't trying to steal you from football i ain't trying to take you from the sports you love i played three sports in high school but why not man i'm telling you i played these sports uh and our whole team is way stronger than y'all whole team and y'all in the football team you know what I'm saying? You look at us, we the most scariest people in the school for a reason, you know? So you want to be able to run hard, jump ropes, you know, whatever. And especially the big guys, now I always tell them about football and uh, how all the linemen at Iowa or whatever college wrestled in high school or state champs, uh, give them all the lists, of course. But I just straight up tell them, like, do your mama got the money, man, to pay 55, 60,000, 100,000 for you to go to school? Or do your body got the talent to pay for itself? You know? So... You know, and that, they look at me like, and then I'll walk away like, it's all right, man. I see you on, 
you don't want to work hard for nothing, man. I'm going to go find somebody who want to go to college for free, you know? And they come back, hold on, coach. Let me, uh, man. And I'd be like, if you come, come to one practice, man, and I'll give you one free excuse of being late to class one, one block this week. Or, you know, like, I just say funny stuff to them. Like, man, if you can survive one practice, man, yeah, bro, I'll be surprised or this and that. You know, and I challenge them. I, I challenge kids in every aspect every day, too, not just wrestling, like the pull up their pants, the comb their hair, the, to, you know, uh, not lose their temper so easy. You know, I always tell them, he who angers you owns you, you know, so try to control who you give that anger to and who you let see uh, expose you in those ways. You know, there shouldn't be people unless you love them or care about them, you know, so. I just teach them a lot of things that nobody's telling them about as far as how to appreciate their parents and things their parents did for them when they couldn't, that they probably necessarily think about when they, they couldn't wipe their own ass or feed themselves, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, do a lot of things, put their own clothes on. They put a roof over their head. And, and I'll just bring it back in perspective for the kids. Uh, I show a lot of disappointment in this generation at times. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and the, and the people I don't show disappointment in is usually my wrestlers, you know, and, uh, they're looked upon. They're very much uh, their role models in the school. And now that we won a state title, uh, I haven't even got a chance to bask in this glory yet. So I don't even know who want to wrestle now. I don't even know who want to be. Everybody want to After he won it, right before school ended, you know, I had another 30 football players like, man, I can have a ring right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm very much a troll, you know. So I say stuff to him like, hey, man, what size ring you wear, you know? And they'd be like, why? I'm like, because uh, when the rains come in, we're going to let the football team wear them for one week, you know, just to see how – you know what I'm saying? We, like, we, we always competitive on each other, you know, and uh, they law like, oh, coach, you got us, man. You, you know, but um, I always tell them, I got your back, man. And, and, I, and I actually take care of my students, you know. Like, I, I calm them down the right way. I make them see both sides. Uh, I teach them how to, you know, um, where to put that energy and – just let them know not to let, you know, things happen to you that five minutes of anger shouldn't turn into a year of, of consequences or, you know, or suspensions or five seconds of you being upset. Or, you know, I, and I always try to encourage them, you know, and let them know that, you know, I'm you. No matter what color you are, like, I'm you as a kid, you know, I'm you as a teenager. And I just understand that. And this shit is a weird feeling, man, when you're a teenager, man. You, you, you're dealing with everything, man. And, and not to mention what's going on at your house, and you know, so I just make sure they know I got their back, man. And I think everybody in the school—I mean, not just the wrestlers, man, the teachers, the the, the 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 athletes, the students—they just know I'm a genuine person, and they know that uh, I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm gonna tell you, it's hard, man. It's gonna be hard for a little bit, you know. But in two weeks, you're gonna be all right. You know, you're gonna throw up. Feel like you you take one more step, you're gonna feel like you're gonna die. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh I ain't gonna put you through nothing I ain't go through. I ain't gonna put you through nothing I know you can't take, you know, and uh greatness is this. You know, be if this wasn't greatness, everybody would be great, you know. So I just teach them to be part of that fraternity and be proud that they are doing something that ninety eight percent of the school can't do, you know. I uh I can see why people wanna wrestle for you. <laughs> hey man, I'm, I'm a good motivator. I tell you that. That's yeah. what I'm good. So what? So so you've now been around for a while. You've you've been coaching. You've seen a lot of other teams. How other teams do things. What are a couple things that you see other coaches doing that drive you nuts? You know, and I and I ask that because you know I'm all about wanting to strengthen the sport of wrestling in Virginia. 
and, and, and elsewhere. And, you know, I see some things that I sometimes, you know, makes me scratch my head a little bit when I see another coach. And, uh, but, but what, what are some things that you see, uh, you know, maybe other coaches doing that you think, you know, that's not productive. That's not the way that I would do it. Uh, man, a lot of things that we don't do, you know, but, uh, uh, man, it's so many small little things, man, that, that kind of get on my nerves, you know, sometimes with, with the coaches, man. And, uh, one of the main things is, um, the demeaning of wrestlers, you know, the disrespect of those young men, um, not reacting correctly after a tough loss, you know, or not reacting correctly after a tough win, you know, uh, we kind of the opposite at our school, man. Like if you're going through a tough loss, man, and you had a, a tough match and I see you gave it all and you won, I mean, and you lost, you know, I'm not going to go off, man, unless you just straight up was wrestling like a, a putt out there, man. But if now if you win on our team, you have to win by more, unless it's a pin, you know? So if you win by decision, why wasn't it a major? If you went by a major, why wasn't it a tech? And so on and so forth. And, um, I see coaches uh, being counterproductive as far as the mentality that their kids are going into the matches with. Uh, I see too many coaches respecting each other during the season um, as far as, uh, you know, I'm cool with a bunch of coaches, don't get me wrong, but I'm not a buddy-buddy throughout the whole tournament with them. Uh, I tell my team the same things that, man, we will help those kids up right after the match, man, but we're not here. This is a business trip. You know what I'm saying? And if you're not treating this like a business trip uh, and not respecting yourself, uh, not respecting the sport, then why are you doing it? So uh, coach is not – I mean, I know it sounds crazy because I'm the only one that do it really, dressing up, man, not taking it serious. Uh, you know, man, wrestling to a person on the outside looking in is a hillbilly sport, man. It was a poor man's sport, you know. It's a sport where it don't take a lot of money, you know, and – me, man, I've always been taught to dress up anyway, man. Like, wear a shirt and tie, dress for the job you want. So, uh, and I told my team the same thing. They got to dress up all the time, man. Wear shirt and ties all the time. Some of the kids never had one before. So, um, if we want people to respect our sport, respect how hard of a sport this is, we can't have coaches in the finals with flip-flops on, wet hair, wet shirt, hole in your shirt. You know, you're coaching the number one kid in the state. You know, um, and also, man, it's not sending the right messages to these young men, you know, because in a lot of more sports that's generating revenue, those people are professional. You know, they're dressing professional, acting a certain way. Um, you don't see everybody walk around spitting dip all over the floor and in dirty cups, you know, and leaving dip cups on the side after they finish coaching. and Just little stuff that uh, these kids are going to see and it's going to rub off. So. You know, one thing I learned that just people know me as the coach that always dresses up or the coach that always uh, doing this or doing that. But main thing I want my dudes to do, even people that don't wrestle for me, is I want them to see positivity in, in the way I coach. So um, ducking competition, you know what I'm saying? Like trying to protect your record, you know, like, man, this is Virginia. I can take a kid 17-17 in the States and win it, you know, because I take my kids all the way across the country. man. I got a kid on my team with 10 losses in the finals, win states, but he's lost to five or six kids, Jersey State places, Pennsylvania State places, you know. And uh, so taking a loss to a kid in Virginia is a no-no. It's, you know, that's looked at as what, you know. And that's because we know 
not everybody, because there's a few clubs out here, man, in this state that bust their butt like us, you know, but predominantly for the most part, um, is nobody's going to outwork us. Nobody's going to outwork us. Nobody's going to outwork us, even the top programs, you know, and if, and if I think they are trying to outwork us, we're going to work harder, you know, so guys not working their teams as hard as they can, uh, ducking competition, disrespecting their wrestlers in front of crowds, people, and not taking the sport professional, not dressing up, not looking good until the finals come, you finally put on a polo. You know, like, those prestige tournaments, man, should have dress requirements and stuff, man. Like, you know, like, should have some kind of requirement, you know. But that's just little old me, man. I make sure within our circle of circles uh, and all the people I could connect with, all the other coaches that I coach maybe on the Fargo team with, uh, you know, uh, I take a lot for them too, you know, but I just always hope that, is in our circles, I mean, we're all kind of on the same pages and trying to keep this sport um, respected, man. That's the main thing. Like, man, I know people respect our program or respect what I do, um, but I'm just one piece, you know. So the respect value for wrestling is not high enough. That's why it's so easy for them to cut our sports. Uh, you look around, you see a guy who he don't even look like a coach. Is he the coach or not? You know, he's sitting in a corner, no shirt on, like with a regular T-shirt on, like, it needs to be some kind of uniform, you know, like something to show that oh, yeah, I'm a coach and not a dude off the streets, you know. I mean, it's so many different things, but at the same time, I was raised in kind of that era too, you know, so, but I was always strong-minded enough to know that uh, I represented myself like a professional. And I tell my kids that too. What does a professional athlete do? He, his job is to train, stay in shape, remain a, a, a pillar in the community. Uh, he, his, his job is not to react to people that are trying to bring him down. I mean, you can get on the comment page and look at a million negative comments. They're famous. But the minute they respond, they're making that person famous. You know, the minute you show people uh, that you're something you're not or, or you react, you are that, you know. So and it's a whole bunch of smaller things, too, man. I mean, whole lot man but like I said the, the the coaches just need to show more uh empathy towards maybe that freshman who not getting no love from his teammates and you know demand that his team team guys on the team respect everybody you know we all no matter if you're a national champ or you just starting you're gonna get the same respect you know uh I'll suspend a state champ the same way I'll suspend the first year first year wrestler um, I reward the same reward them the same way. Uh, everybody on our team got state championship rings, 34 rings, you know, because our, our, our freshmen, our sophomores helped those seniors, you know, they kept them from banging each other up at times, you know, so uh, it was a team effort, you know, at the end of the year, everybody gets varsity letters. Uh, I mean, varsity certificates, you know, because yeah, there's JV, but everybody's wrestling varsity, man. This is varsity. You know, this is one team, you know, I'm not, singling guys out, UJV, UVarsity, you know, because everybody deserves that recognition, man. I don't want to downplay anybody's efforts because we all sit in that room together. And uh, our opportunity might not come yet, but all those kids you see when it stays for this year was waiting two, three years ago to get their chance, you know. So I teach them to remember that. Remember that, hey, man, you was that guy. So teach them the same way, you know, but – I mean, a bunch of parenting methods, you know what I'm saying, for the most part. But, you know, man, I got the full respect of my parents, full support of my parents and my, my staff in the school. Uh, and it just allows me 
to coach them a little more freely too. Uh, one other question. So I was talking to Arsenia, one of your assistant coaches, and um, he was telling me, you know, a big, a big part of it is getting that year long commitment. And, you know, it's clear, you know, how to motivate kids, you know, how to get them in that, you know, to, to, you know, to, to, you know, give everything they can to, you know, to, to developing themselves as wrestlers. Is it, is it, do you have a year long program that you kind of like, cause you've got a club, I'm sure, you know, I know with Tigers wrestling club, in addition to the, the team, is it, is there a year long program that you, that you like to, you know, put guys through so that they can just keep developing? I mean, uh, I set program, you know what I'm saying? Like, but I always tell people we ain't took a break in six years, you know, but, um, do I have a program? No. Do I have a feeder system? No. I, I'm very unorthodox in my coaching, which I keep my team guessing. Uh, every practice is different. I write down plans differently. Um, but hell yeah, we got an off-season program. I mean, as soon as States end, we're doing – like, as soon as States is over, we do Greco for a month straight. You can't touch no legs, even if you're training for nationals coming up in March. Uh, you'll have a few weeks to get back to normal. But so even the guys who never did Greco – you're not allowed to touch the legs for a month. Then we're going some freestyle. And then we don't do folk style at all until nationals, duels, national duels, individual nationals. Uh, but, man, we lift like we're in prison. You know, I, I always joke around like that. Like, I'm going to Google some prison lifts tonight. You know, like, uh, man, we, we work out crazy hard. I'm always trying to find different things to do, whether it's beach or Mount Trashmore or former college things I did. Uh, but. We typically take about two weeks off in, in, in August, um, right after Fargo. I'll take about two or three weeks off, sometimes a month. I, I actually raised it to a month last year for the first time. And uh, it actually was healthy for us and it allows, allowed us to be where we are now, you know. Um, but man, from Super 32 qualifier to Super 32 to every tournament in our area, as far as DC, we can get to, whether I'm taking one kid or 10 kids or getting the parents to come. Uh, we're always training for competition, though. Um, whether it's a month away or a week away, our kids need goals to train for. Um, with my team, unfortunately, I don't think they will train if it was for nothing. You know, I don't think if they didn't have a tournament coming up in a month or two or or something they were trying to do to impress, they wouldn't just be in there year-round. So I try to give them reasons. I, I always let them know, hey, I'm going to take you to this tournament. It's going to be college coaches here. You know, um, this guy going to be looking. And I always get their minds going like, hey, man, I talked to the such-and-such coach, man. He said, keep it up, you know. Uh, and I'll get those coaches to call. You know, I'll talk to some coaches. Hey, man, give my such-and-such guy a call, man. He's not been working hard. Uh, he's kind of been down on himself. And you're the such-and-such -such coach for this college. Just call him and tell him, man, you like what he's doing or something. He'll be a buddy of mine, you know, and uh, he's a college coach or whatever. So he'll call, hey, man, keep up the good work. You know, and that's all my guys need. You know, they'll need uh, intrinsic and, and, and sometimes uh, outside motivation, you know. But, man, it's, it's always a year-round thing, man. And I kind of tell them you get what you earn, you know. Like, I'm going to give you the blueprint to be great. Do you have to do all this? Not necessarily, you know. Uh, I'm not saying you have to. But I like to be in shape. You know, I always tell them, if you plan on looking like me at 40, now, you ain't, what you're doing right now ain't going to do it. You know, I always tell them, like, I know you feel good right now. You know, you're 18, 17, 16, don't feel no ailments. 
you're all right, man. But when you get my age, you, you're going to realize that, all right, it's, it's real. And, you know, they they all want to – they miss each other, man. They're friends, you know, and uh, let's do a beach workout, you know, and they like doing that. We wrestle in the sand, you know. Let's go to Mount Trashmore. Let's run up the steps with wheelbarrows. Let's, let's do a 1,000 – let's do – we're doing 100 bench presses today, 100, uh, 100 reps. You know, we're doing 2,000 jump ropes a day, you know, and they get to compete, you know, and uh, I always pick their brains. What y'all want to learn today? Or I go, such and such, man, show one of your favorite moves. All right, we're doing that move right now for 15 minutes, you know, or such and such run to work, one-minute goals, everybody, they run in front of the workout. They in the front doing exercises, you know, but I give them uh, a voice, you know, I give them a, a say and let them know that uh, I'm your coach and you you know when I'm serious or – you know when I'm being serious, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I'm on your side, man. I got your back, and I'm going to let you be you and be free as long as it ain't negative or being disrespectful or, you know, or, or you know, messing up yourself as far as your possibilities and opportunities. But year-round, I mean, not even on purpose, man. But, yes, I mean, they, they, they don't let me leave the room. You know, they coach, man, we practice again. I'm like, hey, we got to take four weeks off, man. We No, man, we, you know what I'm saying? So. They love it, man, and I love that they love it. Uh, this year, man, I brought in so many freshmen that is a mirror of the singers I had this year, you know. So, man, I'm going to have another nine seniors in a couple years, but they're all going to – we're going to have nine places at States again. You know, uh, we'll have five, six in the finals. That, that's what this freshman class looked like this year. And I had only had one freshman class, and that was the one that just graduated up until this, this point. But this freshman class that I have now, it's probably three times better than that one, which is crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, I got some insane guys now because they've been following our wrestling page for years now, and they've been following our success for years now. So the, the middle school coaches in the area have been following the success. And at first, they, they were just staying up to par with me. So the more we succeeded, the more they worked, too, in their programs. You know, so now guys are just coming way more seasoned, I'm talking about. It's, it's incredible, man. And – guys are going to soon forget about this year, you know, because I plan on – it's not even crazy because when I have this feeling, it comes true, you know. But we're going to win states next year, man. We're going to be having these same conversations, you know. Um, I'm being a realist, you know. I, I know maybe after next year we might have to grow a little bit, you know, and maybe build up a little bit. But everybody's like, man, you're losing nine seniors. What do you mean you're going to win states? And wait till you see my backups, man. Wait till you see my backups. I mean, those guys. They'll start on any other team. You know, I'll take those guys to tournaments when my seniors are taking SATs or something, and they're winning OW and going five, six backups in the finals, you know, and nobody knows who they are, you know. But we do, you know, the people in our local area know, local tournaments, you know. But we got guys on the team that you're going to be like, wow, you know. So, uh, and it's going to keep happening, man. It's going to keep happening. And, the best part about this feeling, you know, because I know Bullock came over um, from – he transferred in. I know Gray transferred in. So my 106 and my 170 were not homegrown. Uh, Bullock came in last year as a junior. He had never won a state title yet. Uh, it was in private school sector. But he won one last year with me. Uh, same with Gray. Uh, Gray made it to the finals last year. Uh, me and his dad just grew up with each other. You know, uh, I'm definitely uh, thankful that all these kids came from – South Norfolk, you know, they all came from the same middle school. They all came from a background that nobody would. They would probably get discounted, you know, if I tell you 
And in three years, man, this team go win states. No, none of them ever wrestled before seventh grade. No, none of them ever been to a wrestling camp. No, none of them ever wrestled year-round freestyle and Greco. But in three years, they'll have all those things under their belt, you know, and we're going to win states. If they would have looked at it three years ago, it would have been unbelievable, you know. But uh, it, it's, it's great to know that I can say, man, I did this with my guys. You know, I did this with my guys, man. Even if you take away those two kids that came in, we still win states by 40 points, you know? So I'm happy to say that I took some unsung heroes, man, some guys that a lot of other people would have threw away or, or not even put the time in, you know, because there were times where I even wondered if I was going to get a certain guy up to the par I wanted him to be at. Not great is great, but higher to a plateau. I know he can go above, you know? So um, it's very mental for me too, man, finding ways to coach, finding ways to get through to these kids, showing them I care about them getting pissed off at them, you know, uh, showing them how to respect me, respect other people, uh, showing them that they're not to waste my time and I won't waste theirs. Uh, I'm constantly under the case, you know, to a point where they, some people just won't even talk to me for a week or two, you know, but they'll come back around and talk to me and, you know, not necessarily talk about what we're left off at, but they know that I got their back. And the parents know that I'm got their back. I'm in a community. I want to do what I can, not only for my team, man, if you're a wrestler, or you're a kid, or you're anybody, you want some advice, you want to talk, you know, I might be that person that's helping you out, you know, and that's what I look forward to doing. Uh, I'm very much a loving, caring person, but I'm very, I'm a tough lover, but I'm a very hard fighter too, you know, so um, I'm very strong-hearted, you know, and I expect my team to be the same way. Uh, I value myself on a bunch of a, a bunch of things, man, that'll get you respected by the elders, the olders. Uh, so just trying to get these guys to become men, really. I mean, the wrestling part's easy, man. I mean, when people ask me how I get my team so good. I just say, I, I'm, glad. I'm good at talking. You know, I'm good at talking. I got hella moves. I mean, me, AJ Foreman, Barksdale, we got the moves. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we got the success. We all wrestle on high levels. Am I worried about teaching you how to wrestle good? No. Am I worried about teaching you how to control yourself while you're on the mat? Yes. Am I teaching you how to control your energy? Yes. I'm going to teach you how to balance school and life. Yes. And am I worried about you learning the moves? No. I got to teach you how to pay attention. You know, I got to teach you how, what to look at when I'm showing it. Now, I'm not just going to show a move, expect you to know exactly what I'm doing. I'm going to tell you, watch where my hand is, watch where my foot is. Don't just look for the beginning or the end of the move. Look at where my placement is. Look at where my head is. Look where my, my, you know, and I tell them you have to be like a sensei. You know, you got to be like a sensei. You got to break down the smallest parts of life, technique, you know, and strategy. So, man, and it's natural for me. That's just how I am as a person, you know. So those kids, I always mess with them like, man, y'all lucky to have me around, man, because a bunch of these coaches, they, they care about you, but to a certain extent. I actually care about you outside of wrestling. You know, I care about you outside of the season. You know, uh, I care about you outside of everything, man. I care about you as a person, you know, and uh, I'm going to continue to look at you in your life, and I'm going to measure you if I succeeded you or not, if I failed you or if I helped you or not, depending on how your life goes, you know, and uh, I want them to know they can always call me and talk to me. But man then they got then they finally got a wrestling match <laughs> you know what i'm saying like so the wrestling part just come that that happens man you're wrestling a bunch of teenage kids man that, that their parents ground them the same way your parents ground you 
You know what I'm saying? They act grown, they look grown, but they're not grown. You know, so I don't care what they wear, what they look like, how many beards they got, how much facial hair or, or leg hair. This dude a kid, man. You know what I'm saying? And so you look at him and look at yourself and say, has he went through more things than you went through? Does he deserve to beat you? Does he deserve to say he beat this kid from Oscar Smith? Because I don't think so. We work too hard, man. We work too hard. And if that kid worked just as hard, good. I hope he did. But I know he didn't work harder than us. You know, so I would never let a guy beat me that I think don't deserve it. You know, are you going to work the same amount of hours and, and get paid the same amount? Or are you going to let that guy get paid $100 an hour and you get paid $10 an hour? Y'all working the same job, same thing, same description, but he get 90% more than you. Now you got another guy who worked two hours, you work 10 hours, he get the glory and you, you get the back page, you know, because that's what I tell him. Like, I'm not going to let a kid come off the streets or a kid who hasn't bust his butt like me beat me. He don't deserve to beat me, you know, like he out there chilling, running the streets all summer and you busting your butt. Now, unfortunately, that can't happen a lot, you know, but that joint should just glow you up every more. And the more and more you think about there's somebody out there with, with no work ethic that can beat you. That should just piss you off of greatness right there. You know, that should just make you. So if you beat us, man, you got to earn it. You got to earn it, man. And you're going to remember wrestling us too, you know. So this is how we look at it. You're doing great stuff down there. I love what you're doing. And I really appreciate you being on this, uh, being on this podcast. I know, you know, people are going to really benefit from hearing what you've got to say. So sure, thank, you thank you. I'm so, glad I can. Get that voice out there, man. That's all I want to do is open people's ears. Well, we'll keep watching Oscar Smith. We'll keep following you on Instagram. You know, we'll post uh, we'll post the Oscar Smith link in uh, in the the show notes here. And uh, you know, I wish you a lot of continued success. Man, thank you, man. Once again, thanks for having me on. Thanks for listening to Backpoints today. If you want to support the show. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever else you find the show. Also, it helps us if you give the show a rating on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Feel free to also make a donation via Patreon at patreon.com backpoints. Thanks and see you next episode.